0: Mercy and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right, so um, today we're talking to talk about baptism. But before we get there, I have to take you to Japan. Not take you to Japan. See, my wife, my daughter was in Japan on a mission trip. And there's 16, 15 15 hours difference between here and Japan. And so we texted a little bit, but didn't get a whole lot of chance to talk. And so when your precious baby girl is off in a foreign country, you, you just want to talk with her, right? And so one time she calls. It was a good time. It was like, all perfect. And we're on the phone, and she says, Dad, I have to tell you something. Like Emma, you can tell me anything. And she said those five words that every parent dreads to hear. Dad, I got a tattoo. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right, honey. Where? Where? <laughs> She's like on my ankle. Like, okay. All right. All right. I can deal with this. I'm good. I'm good. So the thing is, what she says to me is, Dad, I got a tattoo, and what she Think she's saying is, Dad, I let someone put permanent ink on my skin. But what I'm hearing is, Dad, thanks for taking care of me and making sure no harm came to me in 20 years. Thank you for taking my diaper, thank you for, for carrying me, thank you for being the precious father that you are, but I don't care, because now I'm 20 years old and I'm gonna do what I want, and I let someone her injure me by sticking permanent ink in my skin. See, that's what I heard. (laughs) Not what she said, that's what I heard. So I said, well, tell me about how did you do this in Japan? And she goes, well, I'm with my friend of mine here on the mission trip, and Dad, whenever she goes someplace important, she gets a tattoo, and she already has ten down. (laughs) I'm like, that's that's somebody else's problem. I don't need to worry about that. So, so, how did that all come about? So she goes, Well, it was a little tricky because um, in Japan, apparently only gang members get tattoos. <laughs> really? That's, that's interesting, Emma. So, how did you find someone to get you there? She goes, Well, we, we talked to a couple people at the church and they said they would take us to the tattoo place. I'm like, So, this church has hosted you. They're giving you a place to sleep and feeding you, and then you ask them to take you to the place where the gang members hang out. I, how did they handle that? She goes, no, no, it's okay. I didn't talk to the, I talked to some younger people at the church. They were cool. If you got it. <laughs> okay, all right. So how did you find this place? It was on Yelp. It got great reviews. <laughs> all right, all right. So how did you, I mean, you get there? I mean... She said, well, there's two people at the church, they had motorcycles, so we rode in the back of the motorcycles. So you let two strangers take you in Osaka, the second largest city in the world, downtown, to get a tattoo. Uh-huh. All right, all right. So I said, well, how'd that work out? She said, well, we drove this place. We met the guy there, but he was like standing out front of this place. We couldn't tell where the tattoo parlor actually was. But it was really weird, Dad. And he said, Come back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. I'm like, Emma, that's how you do drug deals. <laughs> Seriously? I don't know. It was kind of weird, Dad. So we're driving back, and we get back to the church, and they tell us uh, the guys who took us they said that uh, in Japan, if you become a gang member but you get a tattoo as part of becoming the gang, right? If you want to get out of the game, you have to cut off your own finger. And Dad, this guy, he he was missing a finger. (laughs) Okay. That's great, Emma. So what'd you do then? Well, then you... We went back the next night at 10 o'clock. He took us up to his place and, um, and then I uh, got my tattoo. I said, did it hurt? And she said, yeah, Dad, it hurt a lot. It felt like a thousand cat scratches. But I didn't want to cry because there was a gang member on the table next to me getting back tattoo. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Okay. All right. Great. Emma, that's wonderful. How much was it? <laughs> she says, Dad, give it to us for free. No, seriously, how much was it? What did he ask for? Because now I'm really anxious. <laughs> now, Dad, see, I got the Japanese symbol for light. It's called uh, hickory. And I told him, through the translator, that it was our. Our mission trip's Bible verse from John chapter 1. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness is not overcome it. And that's what I got on my ankle. I said, Emma, are you sure? Because he may have tattooed missing finger on your ankle. It could say soy sauce on your ankle. You have no idea. And she's like, No, 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 no. The translators were there with us. It, it says light. It says light. Emma, I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You don't need any more, but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And it reminded me about baptism. Because in the Bible, the Bible often talks about baptism as sealing, as getting a seal placed on you. So if you open up your bulletins there, you'll find like a little piece of paper that just says baptism at the top. Go ahead and pull that out. In the early Christian church, they often talked about baptism as sealing, and they would use the phrase, the seal of the Lord, or the seal of Christ. And it comes from Ephesians, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter 1, which says this. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And again, we see in Ephesians chapter 4. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, malice, and slander, along with every form of malice. So in the, uh, in the Bible, and the early Christian church, baptism was often considered sealing. Or having God's seal placed upon you. It's a great image. Because when you had someone seal on something, they owned that object, right? Or, if you were delivering a letter, official correspondence, you would write the letter, and someone in authority would write the letter, put some wax on it, and then to seal it, put their seal on that wax. And then whoever delivered that letter would speak in the authority and the power of the one whose seal was placed upon the wax to seal the letter. And so, for the Apostle Paul, for those who are baptized in Christ, Christ has claimed them as his own and placed his seal upon them so that you might walk in the authority and the power and the confidence of one sent by Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful image, isn't it? It gets even better. Baptism is often talked about as adoption. It says this in Galatians chapter 3. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. And again, in Colossians chapter 2. In Him, you are also circumcised the circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And so we have this image of baptism as adoption. That through baptism, you were made part of the family of God. And this was a powerful symbol today, and especially even more powerful back then. Because in those days, you never adopted someone, you never adopted infants in those days. You wouldn't do it, because you don't know how they're going to turn out. It was risky to adopt an infant. Better to adopt an adult who you knew was performing well and would bring honor and prestige to your family name. And so the Romans never Hardly ever adopted children. That was unheard of. And Paul says, you know what? God adopts you through baptism. Just as through circumcision, the Jewish people are made part of the covenant, so in baptism, all people are made part of God's family. And this is the beautiful thing it's not dependent on what you've done. It's not dependent on how much honor or glory you could bring to the family name. It's dependent on God's love. Because imagine, imagine you've got those babies, right? These ones are sleeping great. God bless them. You, I mean, that's a huge gift of God. Who had the, a colicky baby? That's it? Are you serious? We had two of them. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. We had our daughter for one month. And after one month, I'm thinking, maybe she didn't cook long enough? (laughs) Maybe she needs another another couple more weeks? Is there, like, a redo here? Because I haven't slept in four weeks. It's hard. Kids are hard. And you wait for that smile, right? Right? Just give me a smile. And make it all worthwhile. I'm going to do all this work for you. I'm going to change those diapers. I'm going to do those midnight feedings, those 2 a.m. feedings. And all I need is a smile, right? But other than that, they don't pay you back. They don't make it up to you. So why do do it? Because you love them. They haven't earned it. They haven't done anything special. No matter how exciting the first poop is to your grandma, right? It's not that special. You do it because you love them. And God says his love for you is exactly like that. Because through baptism, he brings you part of his family. It's also baptism as grace. You see there in your outline, Acts chapter 2. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children. And for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. In Ephesians chapter 4 it says this. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. Who is over all and through all and in all. In baptism God gives His gifts. He gives His gifts. Not because we've earned it. Not because uh, we've made that special decision. It's all in our power to do. It's all God's grace. It's all His grace. It's all His mercy. And Peter says this promise is for you. It's for your children. And the Greek word there is uh, pedia. So it means your little children. It's where we get the word uh, pediatrician. right? It comes from the Greek word pedia for small child. His promises for you and your children, for all whom the Lord of God will call. And this is the main thing God's love for you is made certain through His promises, it's made certain through His commitment to you. And God uses baptism not because there is anything special about the water. It's tap water. Don't tell anyone it's tap. We get it from the sink back there. We make it hot so the babies like it. It's, it's warm by the time they get it. There's nothing special about the water. But it's a promise of God. He makes a commitment to you. So when life gets hard, when life gets just challenging and you're wondering, God, do you really care? God, are you on my side? God says, hey, I made a commitment to you. Made a promise. Now you could say, well, that means I get to do whatever I want, right? It doesn't quite mean that. We'll talk about that next week. Peter goes further. But it does mean this. Jesus Christ's love for you is certain and sure. It's made by a commitment, a promise. He solidifies that commitment, and makes that commitment public. Through baptism. It's not because there's anything special about what we say or the water, but there's something special about Jesus. There's something special about his promises. And so if you're thinking about baptism, talk to me after the service. Talk about baptism. And uh, we'd love to share those promises with, with all of you because God loves each and every one of you, He makes a promise to you. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Jason Malachi. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your, your promise. And Lord, we thank you for simple water and your word. We thank you, as Peter wrote in our lesson for today, that this is baptism which now saves you not because of anything we've done, not because of anything we deserve, not because uh, Jason Malachi has such great faith, <laughs> because they don't. But Lord, you love them. And you died and rose for them and for everyone here, for everyone in this valley, for everyone in your world, Lord God. So thank you for all your gifts. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your love, Lord Jesus. And Lord, may we remind each other of our baptisms each day. May we remind each other that because of your promise and simple water, Lord, that we walk in your authority, that we walk in your forgiveness, that we live in your hope, that we thrive in your joy. Because you live and you reign and you've claimed us as yours. May we share that good, good news in our lives every day even if we have to get tattooed tattoo to do Amen.